One of the most interesting aspects to me of human nature and human psychology and human behavior is this tendency that I have had most of my life and many, many people I have spoken with about this subject uh, deal with this as well. And what I would refer to this is, is I guess if there's the best way to characterize it or put it into words, it is, you know, having conflicts with people inside of our heads. And this is usually a situation, at least for me, where I may find myself, you know, someone says something to me a certain way, or they do something in a certain way, and I find myself being, you know, upset or offended, possibly, you know, irritated in some way, or just outright angry in some cases. There's some sort of internal reaction. There's what I refer to, and I, of course, I didn't make this make up this term, but I've heard a lot of, of people refer to this as emotional hooks. There are certain feelings that we have that elicit really strong responses within us, and if we're not careful, we can find ourselves completely carried away with these particular emotions. We, you know, we can start to have you know, what I, you know, I'm referring to as a conflict in our head with someone. And it's kind of interesting how this works in that, you know, something can happen and I, you know, before I know it, without realizing it, I am suddenly, you know, almost like, you know, it's, it's almost like I am having a conversation with someone. I'm imagining, you know, what I would say to someone if I was upset or hurt you know, or, you know, offended in some way, or angry, whatever the negative emotion it is, what I'm, you know, what I'm, whatever it is that I'm feeling, or I may want to argue with someone, I may, you know, disagree with something that, uh, that they're saying to me, and it's probably actually good, I don't, well, I shouldn't say good, because I think that, you know, it's not up to me to determine what's good and bad for anyone else, but it's probably, I know at least for me, it's beneficial. You know, I don't really want to spend a lot of my the time in my life and my energy having conversations in my head with someone else and kind of imagining what it is that they would say to me. Because I think, you know, I have no, I really have no way of knowing what someone is going to say to me or how they're going to respond to me. But it's very human to make those assumptions that we know what someone's going to say if we're going to have, if we're anticipating or wanting or needing to have a conversation with them. And with me, it usually takes on what I refer to as two flavors. It's either, you know, I'm upset or feeling some sort of negative emotion, and it's kind of like I'm blowing off steam. You know, I'm something that they've done has hurt me in some way or made me uncomfortable or whatever it is. And I feel this human need to blow off some steam. And so, luckily, I tend to be fairly reserved in that, you know, before I just launch into, you know, verbally, uh, you know, assaulting someone in some way or just lashing out at someone verbally, I tend to be fairly non-confrontational. And it may very well be that people that are more non-confrontational may have more of a tendency to have these conversations in their own heads. And I'm not saying necessarily that everyone does this, but I've talked to a lot of people who experience this and find themselves sometimes 
you know, engaging in this mindlessly and not realizing that they're doing it. The other flavor of this is that I somehow imagine that I know how someone feels, and that's another one of my top, you know, top favorites or, you know, top, you know, top five. I've got this, you know, kind of a, you know, short, I don't really necessarily keep this list, but it's just, you know, when I look at, you know, how I get hooked emotionally by this behavior, this is definitely, these are the top two. So the other one being that, you know, I essentially feel like somehow someone is disappointed in me, somehow there's something about me that they're not, you know, liking or appreciating, you know, somehow I, you know, and then what's interesting is, in as much as I can get really carried away about thinking that, you know, they've hurt me in some way, or that they've made me feel some sort of negative emotion, someone else, I can also do the exact opposite of that, where I see myself as the perpetrator and them as the victim. Somehow I'm the bad person. Somehow I have wronged them in some way. And it's not to say that, that you know, that that's not true. It is very possible that when I have a conversation with someone in my head because they've hurt me or caused me to feel, and I shouldn't say caused me, but I've had this reaction. I don't want to blame this on them. It's not, it's not their fault. There really are, in this case, I don't think determining whose fault it is really makes any that much difference. I don't think it really helps us cope any more effectively to determine whose fault it is. That's just my own opinion. And that's how I try to deal with things myself. Not always done, though. I mean, sometimes I do fall into that trap. But basically, getting back to the heart of this, it's either one way or the other. You know, usually it's, you know, it's, you know, probably more often than not, I'm the perpetrator in my, in my head, and they're the victim. So somehow I've let them down, I've disappointed them, and it's, it, 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 what amazes me in a lot of cases with this is that I don't even know if that's how they feel or not. I have no way of knowing. And it seems like it would be simple enough to just take a breath and relax a moment and just ask someone, you know, how. and, and I realize it sounds simple enough, but it's not always easy to do, I think. And I know for me, you know, this is one of those behaviors in which, you know, just being mindful of it in of itself is just really the beginning. In other words, I need to be aware of the fact that I am having this conversation. And it's amazing because I can do this and not even, you know, if I'm not paying attention, I can be really carried away with this. And it's almost like a movie. It's almost like I'm watching this movie that I have recorded of me having this conversation with this person, you know, and it really did not ever, this conversation never actually takes place, only in my head. And as a result of it, I have to think that in some ways it's affected, you know, the outcome or whatever is said in this conversation or whatever the outcome is, has, you know, it just, it's basically mental processing. And so where mindfulness really comes into play here is that, a lot of these conversations, I'd have to say for me, the majority of these conversations in my head do not really serve any, you know, beneficial or helpful purpose. They usually, what they usually tend to do, and it seems counterintuitive, you know, why would I do this if I know it's just going to make me feel worse? 
because what ends up happening is I have these conversations and I am putting myself through all kinds of feelings, all kinds of emotions, all kinds of thoughts that are, you know, causing unpleasant emotions to come to the forefront. And this conversation isn't even real. It isn't even really happening. And it really is unfair to the other person as well as being unfair to me in both, you know, both versions of this. You know, if I, and that's, and I guess now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably the best way to characterize these is they really come in two, you know, major flavors. Either I'm the perpetrator or I'm the victim and the other person is the opposite. And it always seems like it has to be that way in order to have these, you know, conflicts in our heads. We're, we're trying to work some, we're trying to work through something. Or we may just be reacting very strongly to something that someone has done or maybe something that they haven't done that we expected them to do. And it's been helpful for me to really unpack this and kind of slow things down and realize that this is something that it's not just, you know, just being aware of it, although being aware of it is more, to me, more than half the battle. If I can just catch myself, you know, once I go down the road of starting to have this conversation in my head with someone, the, you know, the sooner I can catch myself in the act of doing that, then I can just let it go. I can actually realize, oh, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm doing this again. And as I always say, and I feel like I always, you know, want to say this, you know, there's no judgment involved. Uh, You know, I don't want to make myself feel guilty or feel bad for doing this. And there's no need for me to have any shame about it. It's just that I've caught myself in the act of being human. It's just what our minds do. Our minds are wired to constantly be thinking and processing whatever it is that we think is happening to us and how we interpret it. We've all got our own internal biases. You know, you can put multiple people in a situation and in most cases you'll have some difference of opinion as to what they think is actually happening. You know, someone can say something to several different people and it may sound different to each person. So when I become aware of the fact that I am allowing myself to indulge in this, then it's really a matter of just realizing and saying, you know, for me, what I essentially do is just note that, you know, it's kind of like it's just, you know, I'm not necessarily... You know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily talking to myself out loud, but I'm just, you know, in my head, I'm just noting, okay, you know, I'm having this conversation with myself, you know, why am I doing this? And I think with most things that we catch ourselves in the act of, you know, in terms of mindfulness practice, the, the very next thing that is very beneficial and to me is really a key component of mindful coping practice And to me, that's really what this is about. In other words, the mindfulness practice, engaging in that on a regular basis is what allows me to be, to, to mindfully cope in the moment, in the middle of life, in the middle of the storm, when everything is happening around me and it's all happening in real time. And I don't always have, you know, it's a way of what I refer to as being mindful on my feet while things are happening. So the mindfulness practice itself really does not have anything to do with questioning or unpacking a particular issue. That is really work that, you know, needs to be done generally 
I mean, there again, there are no rules for this, and I'm certainly not the definitive voice of what is absolutely optimum for this. But what I found in my own experiences and many people that I've either shared this with or worked with or have talked with about it, that the questioning is really the next step, but it is not something that can be done when we're in the middle of struggling with a particular negative emotion. If we're struggling with feeling something is usually not the time when we have the perspective and the space, the headspace, to really be able to start questioning, you know, why we are getting so caught up in something, you know, why am I continuing to thrash around mentally, you know, with a conversation in my head, knowing that I'm hurting myself by doing this, and it's really, I'm, you know, I could, I'm not really, I wouldn't say I'm hurting the other person that I'm imagining this conversation with, but it's, I feel like it is being uncivil and unfair to them in that it would be much better for me if I could to calmly and mindfully have this conversation with them to give them a chance to respond however they're going to respond. We may not like what they're going to say. It may not meet our expectations. And there again, I want to try to have as few expectations as possible for other people and their behavior, uh, especially when it's towards me or, or someone that, you know, that I, you know, that I love and care about. But I also, you know, don't, clearly don't want to see anyone treat anyone in a way that is unloving or disrespectful. So questioning these things is really the next step. And this is kind of one of those that's very fresh in terms of giving an example. I had about probably 30 minutes ago, I had a situation in which a family member relayed some quite negative news to me. And it was something that basically left me feeling quite unhappy about, to say the least. And, you know, there was, it was not good news, no matter how you look at it. But at the same time, in life, sometimes, you know, as I always try to remember, sometimes the news isn't good. Sometimes things are out of my control. And there was a situation in which I had an expectation of someone that was going to take care of something that did not get taken care of. And not and there again, the story itself really isn't that important. Uh, the details are really not that important because, and I say that for two reasons. First of all, it does not really help in this particular case to illustrate the point that I'm trying to make. And second of all, I tell myself that because I don't want to get tied up in the details to the point that that's all I can see. I'm just, you know, turning all that stuff over in my head where, you know, every time I do that, every time I think about the details of what happens, happened, it's just a story. And every time I do that, it just serves to bring up the feelings of disappointment and irritation, uh, possibly anger, whatever it is. I want to own those feelings because I'm human. I don't want to say that I don't get angry. I clearly do. And I don't think that it's necessarily in my mind for me about, you know, that I don't ever want to be angry. It's about what do I do with the anger. And that's where taking a look and being more mindful about these conversations that I have in my head with other people that I'm imagining happening. And there again, it's I'm imagining it, but I'm not really doing that for the sake of, I'm not doing it for fun or for the sake of doing it. It's, it's I'm somehow processing something, but it's not a real effective way for me to process my feelings. 
it's just it, it, it wastes time and it wastes energy and it doesn't give the person who I'm feeling these feelings towards uh, an opportunity to make it right or to say whatever it is they need to say. They may not want to make it right, and that's and I have to accept that. So in this particular case, all of a sudden I find myself, I get this news, and I am very, very upset. And I didn't want to act like I wasn't upset. I want to be genuine with people, and I. so what I tried to do is, you know, I, I, and I'm going to be honest about this, I felt the immediate urge to lash out. And I know that at times, you know, we're human, we're going to do this. Just because I feel the desire to lash out, and I felt this intense, I don't, I wouldn't call it rage, but it was just, I was angry. I was really upset. And in a moment like that, I feel like I've got two choices. You know, I can either, you know, I can either lash out because I feel all that building up, that irritation, that anger, whatever it is I'm feeling, that disappointment, it's like right there in my chest. It's like, you know, we feel that stuff physically and it's just welling up and I can feel it in my head and it's just a physiological reaction. And so I have to remind, you know, I have to remind myself when I'm feeling those emotions, that's what I do. The mindfulness practice allows me to realize, oh my gosh, you know, there I go. I mean, I am feeling this incredible anger. I'm feeling this intense irritation, disappointment, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe it is rage in some cases, but it's, you know, it's, it's a human emotion and I don't want to be afraid of those. I just want to be mindful of them and I want to work with them in a way that is respectful of other people and respectful of myself. So here I am just like, you know, it almost feels like if I described what this felt like, it's like blowing up with a balloon. It's like I just, you know, I can feel the balloon just getting really full of air and it just like it's going to pop at some point. And immediately it triggered, you know, from, from engaging in mindfulness practice for so many years, I immediately, it was just almost like it's like a light comes on. It's like, okay, here we are. You know, here we go again. It's, you know, welcome to being human. Here we are. And suddenly it's like, okay, and, and, it's, and it's almost as if, you know, I wasn't talking to myself, but it was almost as if I was, it kind of was, it felt like that in that all of a sudden I am having a very brief conversation with myself, essentially. And what it is, is look, you, you know, you're angry, you're upset, but I mean, what good is it going to do? To, I mean, really, what is it? And, and it's almost as if, I wouldn't say it's a conversation with myself, I was asking myself questions. You know, this is the part of the the part of, of mindful coping practice that is what's referred to as questioning. We, you know, we we and, and in the moment, I, did, I you know I made a very quick determination. Am I in a, am I in a place where I can ask a few questions here of myself and give myself some breathing room? And I knew that I was very upset. So the first thing that I did was essentially just focused on breathing. You know, I it's almost as if I you know I I was became aware that I was very angry. I acknowledged it to myself. I began to breathe and pay attention to my breathing so that my mind could calm itself down. And that's usually what helps. It's if, you know, I was paying attention to something else besides my anger. And at that point, what I'm doing is I'm actually asking myself at that point, you know, it's like I'm acknowledging. It's almost as if I am saying to myself, okay, you're angry 
but what, what, you know, where is the win in this? What are you really going, if you lash out the way that you want to lash out? And, and I would almost say to people that if it is, if it comes to the point of needing to talk to ourselves, I don't think that, you know, in my mind, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, you know, I have sometimes had to do that and it's, you know, usually it's quietly, it could be out loud. I don't think there's any right or wrong with this, but it's almost like I had to have a conversation with myself to prevent myself from having a, a con, you know, a conflict in my head with someone else and having this huge argument and engaging in both sides and deciding that I'm the victim and they're the perpetrator. So it, it really took a little bit of almost what I refer to as mental triage. I had to, you know, literally say to myself, okay, you're upset. I know, you know, you know you want to scream at this person. You know you want to get angry. You know you want to indulge in some really delicious, righteous anger. You know, how dare you disappoint me this way? How dare you say these things to me? You know, how dare you give me this news? And, you know, admittedly, there's a tendency to believe that it will feel great to do that because we're just blowing off steam. But in the end, the damage that we generally do when we do this, there's no real win in it for me, I don't think. And many people I've talked to have said the same thing. So I just sat with this unbelievable anger and disappointment and frustration and just, oh my gosh, it's almost like, what do you call it? I don't even know if there's a word, you know, there's the proper word because it's a mixture of several different negative emotions and it feels really toxic. And I just had to finally realize, okay, you know, I I, I made the decision that I wasn't going to say anything to them yet. When I'm more calm, I feel like I will have the opportunity and I trust in myself that I'll have the ability to say what I need to say. And that's really mindful coping. I, I believe that's the, that is a great example in my mind of what mindful coping ultimately is. You know, I do the work of trying to determine, you know, what's the best course of action here? What should I do? What should I not do? And I couldn't really figure that out until I first went directly once I calmed my mind with breathing once I you know I was already aware that I was carried away with emotion so the you know I was already on my way that train was already rolling I mean that's that you know that ship had sailed I was already there so then it's a matter of just trying to get a hold of myself and get some composure and really it was a matter of just sitting there for probably you know I'm guessing three four or five minutes just literally almost, you know, asking myself over and over again, what good is this going to do to hold on to this? What, you know, where is the win in this? What are you going to get out of this by sitting here and being angry? So it's like, you know, first choice is I'm not going to lash out. Then the second choice is, and that's really where the conflicts in our heads come in. If we choose that we're not going to lash out at someone or verbalize how we feel, The second choice is, I'm not ready to let this go yet. I still am feeling this negative emotion. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this internally instead of externally. And I became aware that there was a real temptation to do that. I wanted to start just literally hashing out both sides of a conversation, imagining them saying all the things that I would hope that they would say so that I could be as angry as I felt like I wanted to be and just in, in just in just indulge in that righteous indignation and that righteous anger. And I realized very quickly I just made the decision. It was almost like I had to question a little bit, is there really going to be a win in this? 
really does there even does it even really benefit me in any way to be to hold on to this feeling and once i determined that there was no need and there was no benefit there was no win in it for me or for the other person i just simply and, and i'd love to say that you know something magical happened and it just went away but i but i don't think that's you know i didn't do anything to make it go away I, and, and I certainly, and I want to say this very, and really emphasize this point, there was nothing that I did to make it go away. I don't think we can make these feelings go away. I don't think. I'm not an expert, but I don't think it's possible. So what I just need to do is, it's just like this sort of letting go. I just realized, okay, you know, I've, I've made the decision, you know, and there again, I'm not, you know, it's not anything official. It's just, I decided, you know, I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm not going to lash out at this person. I've made that decision. And then once I made the decision that I'm not going to engage in this conversation in my head, I just, four or five, six minutes later, I'm no longer feeling whatever it was I was feeling. It, it really dissipated on its own. And I think sometimes, you know, we, we can determine that we're not going to indulge in these negative emotions that we're having and we're not going to lash out at people. But sometimes the second choice, very commonly, can be engaging in these conversations in our head. And I found out for myself that this is usually the second choice if I'm going to hold on to this emotion. And whether or not I'm the perpetrator or the victim, it really doesn't matter. Either way I have this conversation, either flavor of this, either way it goes... I'm really continuing to hold on to something that isn't serving me very well. I'm having a conversation, not really giving the other person the chance to say whatever it is they need to say, and I'm not giving them the chance to be genuinely honest about how they feel, and then I don't have to go through making myself feel bad for whatever it is that I think that they don't like about me or are not happy with me in some way. You know, or some way that I'm the perpetrator or that I somehow there's something wrong with me and they just won't tell me. I really should give them the chance to, if I really feel that someone feels a certain way, I think I'm much better served by just simply asking them and I have to be ready to hear the answer. I may not like the answer I get and I certainly don't want to ask the question if I'm not ready to hear the answer. And there again, it's a matter of hearing maybe what I don't want to hear and just, you know, engaging in some self-care and being kind to myself and not beating myself up or judging myself if I don't like hearing the answer to that question. But either way, it's just a matter of this is really about coping. And I found that having conversations, you know, or conflicts in my head with other people, whether I'm the perpetrator or the victim, does not really help me to cope in the middle of life while it's happening you know, in the middle of the storm while things are going on, while our lives are occurring. And that I'm much better off to try to cope with the reality of the situation in the best way that I can. And if there's conversations that I need to have with people, to have actually have those conversations with people and be ready to hear whatever I'm going to hear than it is for me to have those conversations in my head that, that really go nowhere and ultimately don't lead to anything positive and don't lead to any healing whatsoever.